Are you ready to head down the path to an abundant retirement? We're tackling the topics of the mind of the modern retiree here on Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. And now your host, Carol Dewey. Welcome back to Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. I am your host, Carol Dewey. And this week, we're going to continue our discussion regarding the map to economic independence. As a quick reminder, economic independence point B on your map is when you have enough cash inflows to support the lifestyle you want without having to actively work. So you can spend your time however you want, with whomever you want, and swing for the fences when pursuing your passions. Now, last week, we discussed the five keys to chart the most efficient course to economic independence based on your unique situation. It was focused on charting your path from where you are now to where you want to be, starting with you. Now, this week, we're going to get a bit more tactical and give you a proven, some proven strategies to start seeing more cash flow in your life today. So following the, the roadmap to real wealth, it is possible to reach economic independence in the next three to seven years. If you're deep in debt or have an expensive lifestyle, then you might take closer to seven years. If your expenses are minimal and you implement these lessons quickly and effectively, you could do it in three years or even less. Many people will get a 10% boost or more in their accessible cash flow without budgeting. The cash flow index that we talked about last week is going to be a powerful tool for you at your disposal to quickly pay down debt. Now, you must build obviously a rock solid financial foundation to protect you and your family from economic downturns, from financial predators, and wealth degradation over time in order to truly grow your wealth and legacy. Now, the first thing you're going to want to do is plug any and all cash flow leaks. Now, how would you like to have an extra 500000 2000 or more in your bank account each and every month without working harder? For example, the average small business owner is leaking about $2,484 per month for absolutely no good reason. Even if you're not a business owner, 93% of people overpay on taxes, and many throw away money every month on inefficient insurance policies and investments. In fact, with a few strategic moves, many people can get a 10% boost or more in the bottom line income, again, without budgeting. So the first thing you want to do, no matter who you are or what you do, is plug every single cash flow leak, because every dollar saved on a wasted expense goes straight to your bottom line. Not just today either, but every month moving forward. So first, let's start by not tipping the IRS. When we work with new clients, especially our new business owner clients, we regularly find up to about $11,000 or more in tax savings just from overlooked items. Of course, we suggest you work with your accountant to see what's best for your situation, but also make sure you're working with the right professional, one that takes a proactive approach to tax strategies, not someone who just takes your data and records the historical results for you each and every year. A few areas to look into for the business owner would be 
One, to incorporate and properly allocate your income. An LLC taxed as an S-Corp is a great fit for many small business owners producing from about $75,000 a year to $250,000 in profits. It offers liability protection and tax advantages, including write-offs, and allows you to pay yourself both a salary as an employee and then get a distribution as an owner which saves you about 15.3% on income earned through distributions. But keep in mind, you must pay yourself what the IRS would deem a reasonable salary based on your position. You also want to make sure you maximize deductions. Did you know that there are over 300 plus deductions, many of which may not come up in your calls with your accountant? Some common ones are home office, cell phone, auto expenses, dining and entertainment. The new rules actually allow 100% of restaurant food to be written off. So are are you taking full advantage there? There's uh, travel, office supplies, and technology. So yes, you can depreciate your new MacBook. And of course, educational materials that would include like courses, masterminds, and events. Did you also know you can rent out your home for up to 14 days a year and pay zero taxes on that income? It's called the Augusta Rule. It's named after residents of Augusta, Georgia, who rented out their homes for golf's Masters Tournament and earned up to $25,000 a weekend. They lobbied in the 1970s to keep this income tax-free. So if you own a business, you can rent your home to your business and charge top fair market value, generating both a business expense that can be written off as well as a tax-free income to you personally. Although you got to be careful, it has to be for a legitimate business reason. You know, hold an event at your home, company training, networking, video shoots, and things of that nature. I'm sure you can get creative there. You could also hire your kids. This one is dead simple, but can save you a ton on taxes while empowering your kids with a go get them attitude at the same time. As long as they're doing legitimate work, you can hire your child and pay them up to $12,950 per year tax-free. If they stay under this limit, they usually don't even have to file a tax return, which means they don't pay an income tax on it. And you get to deduct their wages, which lowers your business taxable income. To give you some ideas, you can hire your kids for modeling, creative feedback, even janitorial duties. My brother owns a brewery and taproom restaurant. And my nephew, who was in high school, he goes by every morning before he goes to school and cleans the bathrooms at the restaurant. He volunteered to do that, by the way, because he said his sister did a very poor job. Or, of course, there are other tasks, anything else that you need done. You can pay them the same rate you would pay any other employee. Now, on a side note, this is also a good strategy for paying and saving for college expenses for your kids. Whether you're a business owner or a W-2 employee, you should take advantage of a three-year tax review. The IRS allows you to go back three years from the date you file the original tax return. So if you haven't had a second opinion on your taxes in the last three years, now's probably a time to act on that. 
One of my clients got a second opinion from a tax attorney a few years ago, and the result was two separate refund checks totaling over $55,000. But even if the amount you recover is only a couple thousand dollars, it's always nice to get a little bonus refund that you weren't expecting. Another place to find cash flow leaks is in your insurance policies. Find all of your policies and print them out or pull them up at the same time on your computer. And if you have any duplicate coverages, eliminate them. You should look into maybe umbrella coverages. You might be able to get a lot more coverage than you have for the same amount or less. You know, and decide on what your insurance philosophy is going to be. Ours is to minimize premiums by only insuring the catastrophic. That way you will have higher deductibles, but if you make a claim, which should be rare, you maximize cash flow, which enables you to grow your wealth faster and reach economic independence sooner. Now, last week, we also talked about another way to plug cash flow leaks, and that was by looking at your investments from a cash flow perspective. Although we talked about it in depth, I wanted to just repeat it again from a slightly different angle. The old model for building wealth was that the more money you have, the higher the rate of return it earns, and the longer you leave it invested, the more you'll have one day someday. If you want to reach economic independence quickly, then you want to make it a top priority for your investments to cash flow. Using that investment cash flow calculator process that we detailed out last week, And then just make it a priority to decide if you need to reconfigure some things maybe in your portfolio or uh, what you're doing financially there. A more obvious cash flow leak comes in the act of paying interest. The cash flow index or CFI is the most powerful tool at your disposal to quickly pay down debt and maximize your cash flow in the process. So here's the formula. The basic formula is you take that cash flow index is simply this, your loan balance divided by the minimum payment. So you're in this case, you're looking for a high cash flow index number here. The higher that CFI, the more efficient that loan actually is. So keep in mind as you go through the process that the interest rate doesn't matter nearly as much as you think it does. It's just one part of the big picture. It was actually a rocket scientist that discovered this strategy. So here are the steps to paying down debt fast. Run the cash flow index formula on all of your loans. Choose the loan with the lowest CFI score to tackle first because that's the most inefficient for cash flow. Now, make minimum payments on all the other loans and redirect all those extra dollars that you have to the one with that lowest cash flow index number. Then rank the remaining loans in order from the lowest score to the highest. Attack any of the other loans with a score under 50. Consider restructuring loans with a score of 50 to 100. And then loans over 100 are pretty efficient and don't really need any special attention. You might be able to refinance some of these loans as well to get maybe a better interest rate and some terms, but we really want to focus on the CFI number. And then celebrate your debt reduction victories along the way. Be sure to put a percentage 
of your newly created cash flow into what we're going to call a living wealthy account and treat yourself. Because if you recall from last week, it isn't always about just sacrifice and delay. It's also about living wealthy today. So let me give you a few examples. I want to take a look at uh, a home loan, a car loan, and credit card balance. These are the things that a lot of families tend to have. So we're going to take a look at, at these three things. Let's say we have a home loan balance of $230,000 and the interest rate on the loan is 5%, but our monthly payment is $1,665. Now on home loans, remember to find the efficiency of the loan, we're only looking at the payment of the principal and interest. So if you're paying an escrow that includes your taxes and insurance every year, you want to remove that portion of the payment. We just want the principal and interest payment here. So if we're looking for the cash flow index on this, we take the $230,000 and divide it $1,665, which was our monthly payment, and we get a fat cash flow index of 137. So remember, we were looking for the loans over 100 are pretty efficient. So a home loan like that would be pretty efficient. Now let's take a look at the car loan balance. We're going to say we have a car loan balance of $16,000 with an interest rate of 7%, but the monthly payment is $450. So if we're looking for that cash flow index on the car loan, we're going to take the $16,000 and divide it by the $450 to get a cash flow index of 37. Now let's see what what a credit card balance might look like. If we have $13,000 of credit card balance, but our interest rate is 13% on the loan, but our monthly minimum payment is only $260, if we take that $13,000 divided by the $260 minimum payment, we do get a cash flow index of 50. So in the example of the home loan, the car loan, and the credit card balance, we would tackle the car loan first, even though the credit card has the highest or higher interest rate. And then after the car loan is paid off, we'd tackle the credit card next because you'll have the extra $450 per month, that old car loan amount, to pay down your credit card debts faster. And then if you run into a financial pinch, you'll always have options since you don't have to use all of the $450 to pay down that credit card. So now that you know how to stop cash flow leaks to free up more money without budgeting or working harder, it's time to dive into what to do with that extra cash flow. This is where the rubber really starts to hit the road as we have a three-part framework for strategically engineering wealth. It starts with building a strong foundation. Now, everyone will have a financial surprise sometime in their life. Some people will have multiple. The question is, will you be prepared for that? Because 95% of the time, it doesn't have to be devastating or even much more than a bump in the road. So here are a few things that you can do quickly to set up and start working towards so you can sleep well at night knowing you have a rock-solid financial foundation no matter what the economy or life throws at you. You're going to start by setting up what we're going to call that wealth capture account. This means automatically paying yourself first and automatically sweeping a set percentage of all of your income into a separate account. You can start with any amount as long as you're consistent. 
We recommend that you start with 15 to 18% and then build from there. It's about safety, liquidity, and accessibility in this account so you can build a peace of mind fund and grow a little bit wealthier every day. When it comes to spending, you'll want to practice value-based spending. When people are financially free, it means money is no longer the primary excuse or reason for doing or not doing something. They buy things based on the value, which is how you feel when you buy it. Lead with what you really want, but pay cash for it. Don't borrow to consume. Have a minimum of six months of savings in your peace of mind fund so you have staying power if there's an issue of any kind. Even if that money doesn't earn much of a return, it allows you to become a longer-term thinker and be more productive because of the peace of mind it grants you. And it's not a bad idea to have one month's of worth of expenses in either cash or precious metals in a safe at home. Now put your investments and insurance philosophies in writing. This way it'll allow you to focus because risk is in the investor, not the investment. You know, create some basic rules so it's easy to know what you want to say yes and no to, such as focus over diversification or cash flow over accumulation and investing in what you know. We like to say, know what you have and why you have it. Do you know the discipline your advisor is using to manage your investments currently? The next step is to make sure you're protected against catastrophic loss, financial predators, and the wealth degradation over time. Some things to consider in order to maximize your safety and security. You should consider purchasing underinsured or uninsured insurance on possibly an umbrella policy. So what if someone hits you and they don't have insurance? This means your policy covers you in that scenario. It's one of the biggest bang for your buck things you can do. It ups your premium a bit, but it's well worth it. I personally have had to use this in the past. Thankfully, I've only had to use it once in my lifetime so far, but it was a savior to have the underinsured and uninsured policy available to me. So you also want to create an estate plan. You know, and for most people, a revocable trust will do the trick. You'll just want to make sure that you fund your trust appropriately once you've got the trust established. Statistics show that 80% of trusts are never funded properly. So we need to make sure that it's funded once it's established. And there are other types of trusts to consider as well. There's the irrevocable life insurance trust. This is money you're not touching. And when you die, the death benefit is no longer included in your estate. So you can avoid a lot of estate tax with this one. But you can't access your cash while you're living. Now, an asset protection trust can give you some of the same benefits with less restriction. But these are expensive to set up. So only look into them if you have a couple of million dollars or more. And when you're deciding on what kind of trust, because there's charitable trusts and other trusts available as well, but when you're creating these trusts, I recommend creating a statement of purpose or what you might want to call a family constitution, because there are a lot of lessons you've learned, philosophies, core values, and principles over your lifetime. And when you capture that and put it in your estate plan, in your own words, it's extremely valuable to help guide your heirs. 
Now, if you're a business owner, especially, I should say, especially if you're a business owner, have a war chest of opportunity fund of six months. 50% of businesses are going to change hands in the next decade as baby boomers sell them. And if you have cash, you can get a discount and take advantage of opportunities. Or a war chest is if you get attacked because the wealthier you become, the bigger the target you are. Or any if any economic or financial storm comes up, then you can weather it. So even if you're not a business owner, a war chest of cash will provide opportunities in tough times. Now, there are a couple of ways to massively accelerate your growth when it comes to wealth building, and it comes down again to vision, which we talked about last week, but it's so important that it's worth repeating because it truly is the rarest commodity in the world. Vision is also the greatest deliverer of value in the world, and dollars follow value. When you have a clear and powerful vision, all kinds of good things start to happen. People become magnetized to you. They want to support you, introduce you to their friends and other people who can support you. You gain energy and can more easily say yes or no to opportunities as they come along. And the universe starts to present you with steps to get closer and closer to your vision. It's something you can't currently achieve with your means, skills, and relationships, but it does drive you to grow and acquire them so that you can bring it to life. Our vision is to help people become economically independent because when they do, they can be more impactful in their businesses, in their daily lives, and in their charitable work. So what's your vision? As you ponder that, here's one way that you can accelerate your growth. First is to understand and master your, we'll call it your investor DNA. This means that you evaluate your risk tolerance and only invest in the things that you know. Keep it simple because we'll say it again, risk is in the investor, not in the investment. You need to understand how your investments benefit you today and in the future. With business, obviously, the more it's able to perform without you, the better it is for you today and tomorrow. Now, clarity and confidence in your financial direction means you'll be more productive. Think more abundantly and enjoy life more along the way. You know what's important and what to do next. Understanding this, your investor DNA is a, it really is a lifelong journey as we narrow down and focus on what we do best. Now that we covered the importance of charting your own path to economic independence, and we've covered how to recover leaking cash flow, plus the roadmap to real wealth, next week we'll focus on your wealth architecture blueprint. In the meantime, I want to give you some questions to reflect on as well as action steps to start implementing these things in your life. You don't have to do them all right now. Rather, pick the most important questions and action steps for you. Maybe it's something that inspired you, or maybe it's something you've been putting off that if you dealt with it would free up a huge amount of mental space and energy. So only you know what's best, and only you can chart your unique path to economic independence. But you can bet we'll be here every step of the way to help guide and support you. Now, the questions you want to think about from today's discussion is, How can I minimize my taxes? Are my investments working hard for me and optimize for cash flow? And where do you need to focus most? 
Is that on financial foundation? Is it on security? Or is it on growth? And some action steps you could take is run all of your loans through the cash flow index and make a plan for paying them down strategically. What's the single most important thing that you can do today to create more cash flow or protect and grow your wealth? And last thing you could do is use the investment scorecard to rate your current investments. How well do they align? Now that's all I've got planned for you this week. Until next time, remember that navigating your abundant retirement starts today. I'd like to encourage you to continue our journey of enlightenment and education by subscribing to our podcast and downloading the show. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes as a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of returns are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. Carol Dewey is an investment advisor representative of Perpetual Wealth Financial, a Florida-registered investment advisor firm.